I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel when I was in some of my darkest moments, forcing me to shed the version of myself that could not go where I was going. No matter how successful I was, I was numb. The version of myself that I have found, I would not have found her without the ugly invitation into the most intimate, deepest relationship with myself. And this concept means so many things to me beyond financially wealthy. Rich in community, rich in connection, rich in network, rich in health, rich in family, rich in opportunity. Welcome to the transition. Welcome to the new podcast. Welcome to the new concept. And welcome to my new life, rich in real life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I am here. It's your girl, Jessica Hurley, and I am here with our not just any guest, but the Stranded Phase. We're going to like quote her as the resident expert because we can pretty much talk to her about anything. I can pretty much talk to her about anything. She's been a therapist, a friend, not an actual therapist, but uh, helped me with my healing. My She's been an incredible friend and then really helped me deal with my patterns in dating. And so... Here's something we just just listen to me for a second when I say this. God help us all because <laughs> it's 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 a little wild in these dating streets right now. <laughs> and so I was like, Lumiwa, come talk to us. And not only us, and this is not to exclude anyone, but yes or no in the comments if dating as a high achieving high achieving or just very driven woman in general has you feeling very very alone. So, we're going to we're joined today by Ludmila Woodruff to talk about dating as a very driven woman and what that kind of comes with and why we out her struggling. So, welcome to the Stranded Face podcast. Thank you. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so here's 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 my dire need and question of the day. Mm-hmm. Lord help us. <laughs> we don't know what to do. <laughs> it's getting bad out here. <laughs> yes. And I know what you're gonna say. It's us. It's us. And I know it. It's definitely <laughs> us. So I always, yeah, I always, I always have to laugh a little bit because everything comes back to the radical responsibility. Yes. If we talk about being in a relationship that's committed in marriage, being a mother, being mm-hmm. a business owner, or being in a dating space right now, um, so often uh, high achievers are used to making a plan, mm-hmm. correct, having a strategy, having specific steps, following the plan, following the strategy, having you know specific results um, or goal in mind. And I say, yes, do have that. And dating is very different and, um, you know, making a plan for your business for 12, 12 months, let's say in some ways it can be because you still have to trust, but in love and in dating and in relationships, you really have to lean back, lean back more, let go more of control of trying to be the fixer in dating or in a relationship, uh, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of power in surrender, surrender into yourself first, being really present with yourself, being open, being more in a flow, not constantly in your head as high achievers. We live so much in our heads, uh, being more in the body, right? Being more connected to your creative expression. How do you play? How do you connect to your emotions? How are you creative? Or are you constantly in the mode of overthinking and overfunctioning? And this is exactly what is uh, blocking us in dating and in relationships. 
because love comes from the heart, not so much from the head where we kind of operate and live in. Okay. There is so much to unpack here. So the best way that I know how to do this, because what you just said sounds like the furthest from what I'm close to. Um, I'm going to throw myself under the bus because that's the best thing I know how to do. Going from a long-term relationship mm -hmm. into healing, into mm -hmm. then dating and checking out the world and seeing what's happening out there. Um, I have experienced everything and I'm gonna list this off for the sake of folks listening to just, you pick where you feel like you fall into or things that have happened to you, right? I have overreacted and been triggered when dating. I have, to an, uh, to an for an unmet expectation that was never clear, I have um, for sure picked people that were not a good fit for me because you validate me and that's enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have um, watched this. Get ready. This is really going to hurt some feelings. I have found men that I'm like, ooh, right fit, driven, feels good, all the things. They ghost me like that. We about to get real embarrassing here. <laughs> ghost me and then end up with a woman. Get ready for this. And this is going to sound really degrading. But we feel like is a quarter of us, mm -hmm. but she's fun and she's mm -hmm. playful. Mm -hmm. And they, you see this person that you like mm -hmm. doing things with someone mm -hmm. else that you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that mm -hmm. was supposed to be me. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and it becomes reflective. And you're like, what's wrong with, what's wrong with me? Why not? Mm -hmm. Why, why not me? Mm -hmm. um, and we, and, and I have so many girlfriends that are finding that they feel like minimal expectations is too much. Like they're too much. We're too much. We're feeling like we're too much because, mm -hmm. and I know where this is going. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm just airing the laundry to help some of you be able to be like, yep, been there. That's me. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Um, and someone's like, yeah, wrong guy. I got it. A hundred percent. But for high achieving women, high achieving mm -hmm. or driven women that are dating, there's, and again, there's so much to mm -hmm. unpack here. What are we not coming to terms with? So much. <laughs> we think we can We're run. We're the worst, y'all. We, we, no, it's not about the worst. You just apply what works in career and business. And you it take is, it the is, blueprint. It does from, not work. Not in a way that, you know, if you are running your business in a very masculine way, not listening to your intuition, not trusting, being very, you know, everything plant to the teen if it doesn't go your way you are emotionally triggered correct mm -hmm. um that approach will not work in a relationship or dating first of all if we get out of a relationship and we go into dating what is the part of you that's still not being addressed what is the part of you that you are still dismissing because we can say it's a wrong man but we attract on an energetical level. So we attract our equal in on the healing level or understanding level, right? So what is the part of yourself that still is being rejected, is being unseen, is not being loved on, is not being respected, doesn't express the boundaries, right? That part, that part, you need to look at that part. So I have a lot of very high achievers work with me and everything from outside looks like you know, everything is yeah. working. We are very successful. We have all the accomplishments. That's another thing. In love, your accomplishments don't really matter. Oh my God. Don't really matter how oh. much money you make. For some people does, but how much money you make, how many degrees you have, that, you know, all the things 
we are using it as high achievers to prove our worth very uh. often. Let me show you all my achievements. Let me show you what I'm capable of. Let me show you, I don't need your help. I don't really need you. Um, but we are blocking ourselves. It's really int intimacy fear. So until you can come to terms that you are imperfect, like many men you will be dating too, or even your partner, we, nobody's perfect, right? If you can look into the parts of yourself that you are ashamed of and you don't want anybody to see, for example, I lost it. I was triggered by someone I'm dating. Okay, what's the problem with that? Why were you triggered? Just be very compassionate with that part of yourself. There was a reason, right? But Rejection. We, exactly. So I was triggered because I felt like I will be rejected. I felt abandoned for being myself yeah. or I felt rejected by you. Perfect. So I showed you the level at what I yeah. wanted you and you rejected me. Okay, for that. perfect. So what's wrong with that if you got triggered? This, if you make it a problem, it becomes a problem and becomes a one. And then you are not very kind to yourself, correct? It's, mm -hmm. oh, I will never find a guy because I will be always a problem. I will always get triggered. I, you know, who is going to keep up with this, right? But if instead of beating yourself up, you can look at yourself and say, look, I'm doing so much better. At least I know why I'm triggered. I recognize the pattern. I see this needs more love from me, not even from the guy. Because let me be honest, dating is not about the guy. It's really about you. Okay, you are, you are the magnet, you are the energy and whatever energy vibration you are on, you will attract this person to your life, correct? So as you are growing, you don't have to be completely healed. As I said, I have clients that are moving through those stages, right? So now they understand so much about themselves, they can recognize their triggers instead of saying, oh my gosh, I, you know, I screw up again. They look at our, themselves and say, this is progress. Six months ago, I wouldn't even see this. I wouldn't even recognize what happened here. So instead of beating themselves up, they can look at themselves and say, I'm doing great. This is not a problem. A right type of guy will not have an issue with this. He will be understanding with me because I'm understanding with myself, right? But if I beat myself up and I want to be perfect, I will attract a person, you know, we'll project, you know, mirror, mirror. So for example, I had a client and, you know, she did something, right? She got triggered. And instead of running away, like she used to, or saying there is something wrong with him or there's something wrong with me, I will never be successful dating. She took time, she evaluated, she came back to the conversation and she handled it like a boss, meaning she was very open. She said that felt very unsafe emotionally to me. I felt triggered and I would love for us to do conflict in this way. Or if we are both triggered, we shouldn't be having the conversation until we calm down. Where before she wouldn't even have this conversation. She would just shut down and run away. Correct? But because we don't see it's perfect, we, we make it mean... We are not doing well. We are not there yet. There's something wrong with us. And, you know, if we reject ourselves so much and we have such a high standard of ourselves that we can never, you know, screw up, then we look at the people we are dating. They can never screw up either. So we're trying to, you know, show ourselves as this picture of ourselves, but not the true us. And we also expect the same from the guy. Don't screw up. Be always perfect. Don't disappoint me. Correct? Very high expectations. Oh, my God. Okay, there is so much. Hold on. There was like yes. five things in my mind. I was like, can I have a pen? Because I really yes, want to write, you, you write need this to write down. It down. But literally, <laughs> oh. this is you need to be so comfortable with looking at yourself and feeling whole within. Even though you can say, I still don't love some parts of myself, but I see it and it's not a problem. Okay. Then you won't be running to men to make you feel whole or fix you. 
dating is not about the other pe- person making you feel whole or make you feel like there's nothing wrong with you. You need to feel that about yourself. Yes, I'm not perfect. I screw up. Sometimes I lose it. Sometimes I don't communicate. Nothing is wrong with me. I'm right. learning. I'm learning. And when you can do that for yourself, correct, and you recognize your patterns without beating yourself up, that's a very different conversation. The way you show up energetically instead of hiding and being, you know, let me put just my best foot forward so you don't see all these parts of myself that I'm trying to hide. Okay. You mm-hmm. gave us so much. Hold on. <laughs> There's Hold a on. lot to unpack. <laughs> okay. So one, I heard, I heard something really cool when you were explaining mm-hmm. the, um, handling it like a boss. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So a lot of times we'll often cut shit off at the head to protect ourselves. Correct. So we're like, I don't like the way that you behaved in that situation. Mm-hmm. So dead it. Like mm-hmm. you're, we immediately are like red flag, red flag. Correct. Right. And I think a lot of times we don't have the emotional capacity or sit in it long enough. Right. Like I have a, this is just for me. This is for mm-hmm. no one else. But for me, I have a two day rule. Mm-hmm. Whereas like something really triggers me. Mm-hmm. I really try my best. It doesn't work every time, but I try mm-hmm. my best to sit in it for two days before. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I know some things need to be addressed immediately, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm like, the way you address things in an emotional state and the way you can address them after you've kind of processed mm-hmm. it are two very different things. And what I heard you saying is like, there's a difference between running from it and conflict resolution. Correct. So it's not so much what happens, it's how we choose to handle it together. And if I try my very best to handle it in a very logical, calm, I see you, I hear you, Mm -hmm. and I see myself way, and Mm -hmm. you still can't handle that, Mm -hmm. or you use that as an opportunity to kind of Mm -hmm. uh, point fingers or bash me, then that's a conversation. That's, or not a conversation. That's when you can kind of say, okay, maybe this is not for me. Maybe this is not at my emotional level, but it's not at the thing. It's at the, the way in which we choose to resolve. Correct. Because it really requires you to be very vulnerable. Mm. I like the, the client I'm speaking Mm. of. She had to be vulnerable to come to the table with the man that she was seeing Mm -hmm. and say, that really hurts. That hurt. Um, I felt triggered. Can you imagine for a high achiever saying this? Um, that I felt, um, it feels so weak to tell a man I felt triggered, but that's the stronger, literally a man's like, you can't handle yourself. No, but that's, (laughs) that's toxic masculinity. That's a toxic masculinity. Um, if a man tells me, can you handle yourself? Then I'm out. Um, because this is not holding space for you, right? So you come to the table. Because like we she do did. need to feel safe. You do need to feel emotionally safe, meaning he might not agree with you, but you are still entitled to your understanding and your experience. He's also entitled and has a right to have his own experience, yes. right? When if a man says, I yes. understand why you felt that way, but when it happened, I was thinking this. Correct. I'm like, cool, we can get on this Correct. page. I see where you saw that differently and I saw it differently and we can both express yes. ourselves and then you can say i understand why you that's all i need yes i you don't even have to agree way. i don't have to agree that i would react the same way because we are two different human People. beings yes correct but i understand i understand how it must have felt for you perfect you feel emotionally safe for a high achieving woman to come to the table and say that it's not needy it's not weak it it says the way i was spoken to felt um felt disrespectful, I felt left out, or I felt whatever that was for you, right? Or I felt anxious, didn't feel safe emotionally. If you can do that with a man that you are seeing, 
right? And if he can hold a space for you, that builds so much more trust within the uh, container, right? Yes. Of two people. If you can have that conversation, and I don't say have it immediately from the get-go. No, the first phase of dating is having a lot of fun. Don't bring any drama or history from your life to the first weeks of dating. It's supposed to be creativity, playfulness, lightness, really having being in the space of just being and exploring who is this person. Let me be free myself. I say it's about us women, not the men. How can I feel safe in, you know, in, in his um, presence? If he doesn't feel safe, is it me or is it him again, right? Because if we don't know how to trust ourselves and feel safe with ourselves, very often we will project. So just understanding, is it this? him? Yes, do y'all hear we... this? I'm like, do you know how many friends I have that have been like, girl, this man's my husband or girl, like mm -hmm. it's over, like, or like, or sometimes they'll be shy about it, but really like first date, second date, they're like, this is it. Like, mm -hmm. and I can't even think about how many times or friends I know or myself included where I have gone on dates and it's so hard for us to be creative and playful and present mm -hmm. and just experience someone mm -hmm. because we're either on a rampage to find someone because mm -hmm. we feel like time urgency. is of essence, urgency mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or we bring our shit to the table too fast the to minute solve. somebody's like well mm -hmm. why are you single and it's like mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. nope yeah shut it down for now we do, i don't know you women um we've been so confused not because it's us but because of how we were raised in society and patriarchy all the things first of all women for many many centuries didn't have a voice were silenced we didn't know what we want or what we wanted was not available to us right so even now when i ask a woman what do you want Sometimes it's very hard to say what I want. We don't know what we want to eat. We don't want, yeah. I don't want. <laughs> and then expressing that, like really using your voice and saying, coming to the table, I would love for us to do conflict this way, or I would love for us to do this or be that, right? For, for, for women to say that, it's so hard. We need to practice this for us to set boundaries, right? Even high achievers, because we are in urgency. So very often we date unconsciously, meaning I'm not aware of my patterns. I don't know what is triggering me. I don't know how to support myself. I don't know what's happening within my body, my nervous system but I'm in urgency and I want to get married and I want to have kids and I want to have family and look at my age. Oh my goodness. So whoever comes along, right? Looks great on a paper. I had clients like this. Oh, looks great on the paper. He's a doctor. He's a lawyer. Look at him. He's ambitious. And then they go out and on emotional level, you don't even want to deal with this person. Okay. But because we are so unconscious about our own patterns and our own urgency to connect and attach and be with someone that's what i say stop slow it down be learn how to be at home with yourself become that safe haven for yourself first even if it's not perfect and then when you date you are not in this constant urgency or if you catch yourself being you have to be aware there is a difference between conscious and aware dating and completely you know, unaware way of showing up for yourself, your life, and just winging it and thinking, what's wrong with all this man? Excuse me, who is one person that's attracting all of them? You. So what is happening for you that you are attracting all these people to your life? Because as I said, we are energy. If I don't speak up when I, and so many women, you are with someone or you are meeting them and getting to know, and you have that feeling, you know, like, mm, I don't like that. And you do not speak up. How often does that happen? Mm. So often for women. 
you don't use your voice, you silence yourself, you mute yourself, and then it just bruise and bruise, and at some point it explodes, and we make them guilty. But we kind of felt that something was off, right? Something was off. But we don't know how to trust ourselves. We don't know because we were silenced. We were... Stop being emotional. Don't listen to your feelings or you are too much. Can you become, right? We switch off the emotions. We switch off the intuition. We don't know how to connect to that playfulness. As you say, everybody's so heavy in a dating, like a job interview. I'm What's your five-year-old plan? You know, what do you... Get the fuck. Yeah, that's that's not a job interview. When people are like, I spill it all on the first date. I'm like, did you run? How fast did he run? Like I told him my five-year plan. I told him I want kids. And I think where's the thin... What? Don't answer that yet because I have another Mm -hmm. question. But like, where's the thin line of being very clear and honest about what you want? Because sometimes it is nice to tell someone like I am looking for a committed relationship Mm -hmm. because someone may not. Correct. So being clear about those things sometimes is important. Correct. But I think people really throw it all on the table and it is a lot. But how do you throw it? Because it's like, where do you fit into this But how do you throw it on a table? If somebody asks you, what's your plan? I'm, I'm going to say it in a way that doesn't require the other person, the man think I want it from him. I just met you. Yes. You need to earn space in my life. Do y'all hear that? Say that you again. Need to I want you to earn, look in that camera. You <laughs> need that. to earn the space in my life. Okay. We treat business like that, but we don't treat, no, we don't treat relationships. Yeah. That's very, very different. What do we always say in business? Like know your worth, don't undercharge, don't Mm -hmm. neglect your value, Mm -hmm. like have boundaries, have boundaries, decide what you're worth and stand in it. And we don't do this in relationships. We don't do this in like exploring and dating and partnership. Yes. Because we were not taught to, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of us, right? A lot of us. So, um, we want the commitment. We want the happy story. So for me, it is, I'm very clear on what I want. So when you go to be clear, I didn't want to have a long-term relationship. I wanted to be married before I met my husband. But when I met him and we started dating, I didn't tell him, you need to propose within three months. No, but we were very clear. I am looking for whoever that person will be. I am looking you know, forward to building marriage and family and being together two of us and being yeah. going really deep, not wide, but deep. So not wide, we were ve- but deep. deep, 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 constant, you know, I've been married for 11 years, two kids moved around different countries, right? And continents. We have to be real relationships like business, like everything in life takes, you need to be, you have intentional awareness and attention to yourself, to the container, to the other person, you know, to the commitment, 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 um, right? And what I see in dating very often, what happens is you went on two dates, they didn't work really well. So you say all the men are horrible. They're not good men out there. I will struggle like all the time. It's my problem. No, just look at what people are you attracting. What within yourself still needs attention? What are you rejecting? What are you very harsh about? Oh, it takes so much work. Do you ever say it about business or your career? You go for your career goals. You go after your business goals. But in relationships or dating, we get so discouraged, right? I tried, I went on two dates, great, <laughs> right? If you if you are a high achiever, you know what it took to be the best lawyer or the best doctor or the best business owner or the best whatever you are doing, right, in your space and how you um, define being a high achiever because we can have very different definitions of that, right? Um we get very easily discouraged and we almost like proving ourselves. Look, I told you there are no good men out there. 
Nobody's making an effort. They're all cheaters. Nobody wants a real relationship. They are, they Instead are running. of addressing that this Correct. is all I attract. This is all I attract because I'm leaning forward. So when we speak of energy, I'm leaning forward. The leaning forward and pursuing, it's masculine energy. You as a woman who is single and is dating shouldn't be doing this. And even if you are married, I caught myself doing that at some point in my marriage. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, let me lean back. Let me lean back. Like, you know, you can watch yourself. If if you, if there is a date scheduled for you with someone and this person is not reaching out throughout the day, do not reach out to them and say, are we still on? Are we still seeing each other? You know, um, it's his job to do so. He's the masculine energy. You need to be the one who waits for him to approach you, but you are an invitation. So, right? You receive. He gives, you receive. That's how it's polarity. It's polarity in the relationship. If you are both in masculine energy... You know what happens. So too much leaning forward sometimes as high achievers in dating and love. You are supposed to be the receiver. He's the giver. I want to really pinpoint this and forget y'all if you're going to pretend like this isn't true. But when you said that um, when dating, we try to pretend like I would beg to differ that driven women get off on the first couple of dates pretending like they're not emotional. Mm -hmm. like you're used to emotional women. Let me show you that I'm not like that. Let me show you. I don't care. Let me I'm show doing you. Life. I don't care. Great I'm without you. Yeah. I do great without you. I'm very independent. Mm -hmm. You can choose me or not up to you, but I'm going to do me like, and I'm just giving this very boss driven energy because I have pretended to do that before when in reality, full disclosure, your girl's not like that. I'm a whole sucker for love. I definitely want someone to love me and I'm dying to love someone back. So, and let me, and I'm going to say that and y'all call it desperate or whatever you want, but I wish more people would own what they want. Right. It's not desperate. It's, it's not clear. It's not the husband. It's mm -hmm. not the, the, the family thing that I want. I have learned how to do this by myself, but personally, I absolutely want connection and love. Why wouldn't I you? I, 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 literally let's stop here. Yes. If I hear a person saying, I don't want a relationship, I will call you out. Right. Because we are made for what? For connection. Con isolation yes. will create depression, right? We need to connect. We are wired for connection. Why do we have a heart? Why do we feel attracted to people? We want connection. Can you do life on your own? Yes. But why would you if you can have a relationship? Yeah. And if I hear women say, I don't need a partner. I don't need. Yes, but you want him. Yes. And if you say you don't, then there is some blocks there that you don't want to look at. And we can play all tough. But I do know that you play do want tough. that. And we can play the game of being tough. It creates so much anxiety for women. So the women that look mm. tough and they like, I don't care. Right. I know there is anxiety underneath there. I know that. So we do want men. Damn, I love men. First of all, we need to change conversation about Whoa. men. I love men. I love men. There's so many amazing men out there. You okay? said something earlier, and I want you to repeat it for the camera, is you said, I do not. What did you say? I, I don't put the thought out there about my husband. What was it? I don't talk oh, about my husband. Oh, I, I don't talk badly about my husband to anyone. 
it's it's a breach of trust and intimacy. I cannot imagine him being somewhere speaking of me, you know, if we had a disagreement or let's say something, you know, we him are having a tough himself. moment, right? Or I, I went through postpartum depression. <laughs> I imagine, imagine that. I just imagine yeah. a man with cigars sitting there like, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> like talking about his wife. Never, <laughs> never, ever, ever. No, my ha- both me and my husband, we are very, very clear. Everything is discussed within the relationship and people can say whatever they think. We've been successfully married for 11 years we discussed that together and I know I had to learn how to because I was this emotionally dysregulated person and I had to call 20 friends and tell them the story about my boyfriend Mm. I do not do that ever because I've learned how to hold space for myself right and uh, and if I had to shut down to help myself sometimes that's what I will do but I will not speak badly of my husband because I understand that both of us come with our values with our experiences he can be exhausted or or spread thin at work and, and with family you know we have two kids and I can feel this way sometimes too so yes sometimes it's it, it might be a create safe space correct so you open the door yes. to someone else to be like you said it earlier Hell that, no. that asshole and then what's gonna no. happen between you and your husband you're gonna make up and then yeah. now your friend's like is your husband still being an asshole and then you're like yes now and you have this now you have a third party correct. in your marriage and second of all how many of the people you know know how to be in healthy relationships. So why would I go and talk to someone when they, you There's know... There's a reason why you keep, we keep putting you on this podcast. I don't, <laughs> I don't know a whole lot of other people. <laughs> there are people. So this is what I want to say. Find these people. There are people who yes. are happily married yes. and love marriage and are not scared of intimacy. I know plenty of people like this with kids, okay? It doesn't mean that the 11 years or, you know, how long you are together, that was easy breeze it takes work it takes as i said deep commitment daily commitment um devotion to to yourself and the other person okay it's very intentional intentional what i think about my husband how i am with him how i'm with myself to be available to him it's all very intentional okay it's not perfect it's not every day the same but it's intentional Right? There is no balance. It's more flow, meaning we do know how to reconnect. We know how to create the space for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And for each other. And be. And I know how to ask him. I would say, honey, I would love to be hugged right now. Just being hugged by you makes me feel so safe. Guess what he will do? He will hug, hug me. You. Instead of me saying, a lot of women do that, so watch out. We say, you don't hug me enough. I feel like we became friends. Mm-hmm. What do you think the guy will do? Do you think your partner will feel inspired (laughs) right to come and love you no they want you to be happy high quality men want their women to be happy that's their mission i want you to be happy i will do whatever it takes so if we tell them and speak in a way that makes them feel like they're not doing a great job it's not going to be inspiring to them right so how can i say that i can say i love you and i just i've been missing out on the connection this week you know what i just really want to highlight this for a second what you just said um, years ago, I said this on a podcast with, um, someone I was in a relationship that didn't work out, but I will, and, and, and I got chastised for it. People mm-hmm. were like, if you have to go that far in a relationship, then it's not a good relationship for you. Granted didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I felt the safest about in that relationship was what you just said. I was never made weak and I never got to the place of blame typically when it came for unmet needs for me because he did give me the space to, I remember so many times Mm -hmm. having one conversation and then finally getting to that place, what you're saying. And I remember he would work four or five days, very committed Mm -hmm. working on something. And I could go in there and say, Hey, 
I have felt like you're here, but you're not here. So we're in mm-hmm. the same house, but I miss you. Mm-hmm. I miss you. This and same. he would be like, okay, you mm-hmm. want to go on a date tonight or tomorrow night? What do mm-hmm. you want to do? Mm-hmm. Or come here, come sit here. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, you know, and even though I knew he wasn't that type of person mm-hmm. would hug me and like, mm-hmm. I know you need this and you want mm-hmm. this right now. That emotional safety kept me from being like, you want someone else. You, mm-hmm. you don't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. You treat me like your friend. Like we go directly into pointing fingers, victimizing ourselves mm-hmm. and blame. Correct. And just that open door of being able to say, I need a hug. I would literally go into his office and be like, I need a hug. Yes, because he can't read your mind. Yes. Like I have women, I've been married so long. He should read my mind. Nobody is a mind reader. Honey, he's too focused on uh, taking care of the family financially. And there is, and, yes, and, pressure. And, and, <laughs> and, and let's breaking down the bag. He's too focused on breaking down the bag, securing the house, protecting everyone, mm-hmm. making sure that your um, mm-hmm. fortress, your kingdom, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. is that no one else has the keys to it and that he's taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And we're over here frantic because you don't hug me enough this week like. and it's okay to feel that right yes. like yes, yes but then what do you do about that do you are you an invitation to him or are you prickly all the time too right so mm. i want this attention and i want connection but how am i an invitation correct am mm-hmm. i connected to what i need and i'm being playful or i'm being vulnerable and really saying like i think women especially high achievers we've been taught Cut off your emotions. Don't be mm-hmm. emotional. Don't be a drama queen. This is weak. All the things. It and doesn't it's serve killing us. Any us. In no. Right. And so but we've carried it over to relationships. Yes. And, but what it does I'll is. I'll come in here and show you how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and please stop giving advice to men when they don't ask for advice. They don't need a mother. They already have one. Correct. Mm. They don't need you to fix them. They don't need you. Literally, that's what we spend so much time on trying to help them and fix them so often. And and I found myself at some point doing this and I caught myself, you know, if if your um, partner comes home and he had a bad day at work or so, you can feel something is off and, and you ask him and then he starts telling you what is off. You immediately have all the ideas how you can fix this. No, you should be doing this and you can do that. And right. But that's us being wildly masculine no, again, because what exactly. do men do? When you, have you ever they called, don't need invent, from us. have you ever called invented to a man? What do they do? They, they immediately yeah. go into fix it mode. They're like, Correct. okay, so here's my thoughts. Here's what you could probably Correct. do. And you're like, no, 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 no. I just, I needed to get this out. Correct. That's what, that is masculine energy. But that's what we do in relationships very often. And so the man comes and just he wants you to hold the space for him because you are the only space for him, right? When he's with men, it's all masculine energy. You are the only space for him. Did y'all hear that? I really want you to look at me when I say this. You are the only space for him. You are his emotional safety. You yes. are the yes. the container that he's looking at to be soft with because he yes. cannot be this with his friends. Yes. So he's looking at you mm-hmm. and you are literally trying to fix it. So instead of so again, you work more, you lean forward, right? So mm-hmm. you will be working more to make him happy and keep him and all the things feel desired instead of just holding space. So when he comes home and he says, my day was horrible and, you know, my it was very hard. This didn't, didn't work. I'm, I'm stressed out. We immediately go to, what do you need? How can I help you? I will, I will have, you know, all the um, solutions for you instead of saying, I'm so sorry, honey. That sounds like a very hard day. And the end, that's it. And then he feels what? Heard and understood. And he just released whatever he needed to release, right? And then he feels 
open to ask you, how was your day? But we immediately go into fixing and giving advice, right? Mm-hmm. And so they are not looking that for that high quality men, um, healthy men. They are not looking at where men, they are not looking for that. They, they really want you, they want to feel safe with you as well. They want you to be comfortable with all of you, with all your emotions, with your anger. You can express anger in a very healthy way. Mm-hmm. I feel angry right now. This didn't feel great for me, I f- right? Right. If you can do that with him and yourself, he he will be able to to feel very more more relaxed with you and more open and more himself as well and tell you how he feels right yes. Yes. instead of pretending we're great and then let's fix constantly be in a fixer mode so that's what we do we attach too early we go on a date and we immediately think we are together forever because <laughs> we are on a plan and you know i need Ladies, to have a kid chi- we gotta chill out um <laughs> yes got, there was an example like you know you are you are a high achiever and let's say you have people working on your house right and and your partner says or the man you are dating says i can talk to them i can handle this for you and you say no i've got this right yes you've got this but let him let him do that because he wants to why do we do that why do we do that because i know Mm -hmm. every single one of my girls is like if he don't do it fast enough or he don't do it the way that i want it done stop i got Mm -hmm. this and it is like this Mm -hmm. like not not only is it we'll take control like we do in everything else Mm -hmm. but it's this like you're not doing what I want at the speed in which I want it done. And therefore you're not qualifying yourself to me. Therefore I will take over. I got this. Not only does it emasculate them. Mm. Not only does <laughs> How it- does that feel for you? <laughs> yes. Horrible. And it doesn't make mm. us happier. Mm-mm. We think like, we'll take it. I got it. As if that was going to fix, not only is it going to fix the current problem, but it's going to make us happier. When in reality, it just you emasculates are, them and makes us feel worse about the situation that we're in. And you work more again and you do more again. Like you don't want to be doing more. You want to be so relaxed. What am I in a value partnership for again? <laughs> <laughs> for being you. Mm. What? A, uh, wow. What an amazing, crazy idea. You are valued for being your fabulous self and loving off parts of yourself and making uh, an emotionally safe space for him and yourself. Okay. We're going to go light on the trauma for a second. But just, Mm -hmm. you may have kind of said this earlier, but I just want to highlight this Mm -hmm. is like one of the main reasons many of us, not all of us, but many of us are high achieving, high achieving or Uh driven women is because of the wounds that we harbor. It's the trauma we're running from, right? You're either running towards pleasure or away from pain. Pain. Mm -hmm. So you are showing up as your best self as often as possible Mm -hmm. to meet some unvalidated or unworthy Mm -hmm. wound from Mm -hmm. long, long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mm -hmm. we end up in relationships looking for them to provide us with the exact same thing for them to prove to us that to constantly validate that we are Mm -hmm. indeed worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember, remember when I shared that the other day in that book I was reading, it said, um, we put the, what did it say? It said, we impose upon our lover the requirement to validate everything Mm -hmm. that we've been missing our entire childhood. When in reality, the way we act is that we do nothing but the sort. So all we do is move around and act as if we're unworthy, but we impose upon our lover to prove to us that we indeed are. Correct. Correct. So again, we say it's not the man. Unmet need. It's not the man. It's us. Right. So as I say, if you don't, if you don't work with that part of yourself that feels unworthy, you will be attracting the man that, you know, 
will prove that you're unworthy, correct? A mirror. A mirror, correct. Now I'm mirror. dating and every time I find a trigger, I'm like, is this you or is this me? I always look at myself first and then you yes. can figure it out as you go. But with the performance and achievements, um, achievements, performance, success equals I'm worthy. I'm enough. I'm valuable, right? It can come from so many different um, places, but... One, for example, if I have a lot of clients who are first generation, um, you know, first generation Americans, and when their parents moved here, you know, expectations were high. We came here for you. We came for your better future. You better, you better perform. Yep. There is no whining. Stop those emotions. Don't be crazy. Why are you wilder than your other siblings? Why are you different? You right? have a better life than most people. Correct. Show correct. Up for it. So that's what we do. So what do we do? We start performing. So our parents give us validation. Good job. Well done. All A's. Perfect. Honorable student. Wonderful. You are not going to struggle in life, right? So very early on, we learn how to work for the validation right? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, one scenario, right? And uh, But also what happens sometimes is it's very interesting because we are almost forced into being so logical and high-performing. Sometimes we will misbehave as children and have tantrums, right? Because that's the only way we will get more attention from our parents. I've definitely had some tra tantrums, tantrums as tantrums. a 33-year-old. And then you go to dating, <laughs> then you go to dating, and when the guy you date is not paying attention, guess what? You're going to throw a tantrum because negative attention is better than no attention. It comes from childhood. Do you understand? Do you understand? Are you reading this? You you got a blueprint of how to relate, how to behave, how to get attention from your childhood, from your parents. So if you don't know your blueprint and you don't understand the blueprint, you will be repeating it. You will be just repeating it because it's very subconscious, right? So I will have women that are so successful and they were like, why I get so emotional? You get emotional because that's how you got attention in your childhood. Or you get emotional because everybody told you, suck it up, stop being emotional. This is too much for me. And now you are trying to still learn what to do with all those emotions when you get triggered. So they overwhelm you, right? So very often, high achievement, Woo! success equals I'm worthy, right, comes from the very early, um, you know, parenting relationship. Again, not too deep into the trauma, because mm -hmm. I know I know where yeah. we'll wrap this up at, but I want to bring this up for mm -hmm. somebody else. Um, I was working with my therapist recently, mm -hmm. and um, shout out to Heather. Yeah. And um, she said something to me that mm -hmm. was mind blowing, which I feel like this is going to relate to a lot of driven women. She was like, it's so wild to see you in both capacities. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's actually incredible. She said, you're, you're two completely different people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a Gemini, by the way. She was like, you're, um, she said, you are so powerful. You have made, you have learned how to make your mark in your space, in your industry, as a speaker, as a, a storyteller. She was like, you have no, if you had, if you lacked any confidence or had any insecurities, mm -hmm. one would not see it. Correct. She was like, because you know your value and your worth in that Correct. space. She said, you transition to relationships mm -hmm. and you literally, your map is victimization. Crumble. 
crumble, mm-hmm. crumble. Y'all, y'all want to sit. Listen, I could be behind a stage with a thousand people waiting for me to talk. Your girl is excited. You put me in dating and relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm crying every other day. Like your girl is a water bag. And I'm like, why did this person do this? Why did they do this? What is happening? Why are you not? See, I want you, I want you, I want you to notice she's focusing too much on other people. Why did they do that? I don't care why they did that. I need to understand why do no, I keep engaging? And then I, really, and then I yes. And then why I get really ashamed engaging? of myself. No. Okay. So bring that shame forward. Shadows. Bring this shame forward. I am ashamed. I acted <laughs> like a two-year-old. <laughs> Great. Perfect. I acted out like a kid <laughs> having needs, a tantrum. There needs to be a new question of like, how old are you? 33. How old are you in relationships? Seven. Correct. <laughs> something happened. Something, something stopped there, right? And it's okay, but bring it forward and get really interested. Okay, why did you do it when you were seven? Why did you do it when you were five? Dig into the inner child. Understand that inner child. Instead of shaming it, shame on you, shame on you. Okay, what was happening? You well, told me this. Mm-hmm. Didn't you? What did I tell you? So many things. What this do you want to so- say? <laughs> Yo, ask yourself the question she just asked because that was such a good question of mm-hmm. like, why did I do this when I was seven years old? And we've had someone on the podcast yeah. say that before. Mm-hmm. Like people see us as the successful 30-year-old something, but like they don't yeah, see I our seven-year-old self. Yes. But it's not their responsibility uh-huh. to see our yes. seven-year-old self. It's ours. ours. And when you mm-hmm. say that, I literally thought back to, and it was either you or Heather yeah. that said this to me, that I do that because I've, I was taught my entire childhood to um, be a chameleon to keep one of my parents happy. Correct. It was constantly evolving, constantly being mm-hmm. careful, constantly being cautious of what I said Correct. or did because it was just, please, I could protect myself and one of my parents to protect us all. And so it was being a chameleon to keep things quiet and so safe. smart. So smart. And so, so and then smart. in a relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, as soon as something doesn't work or there's a trigger, I'm like, well, what? I didn't, okay. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't change fast enough. I didn't move fast okay, enough. But I that, didn't so this is what we need to notice. Your seven-year-old or whatever the age is running you now. That's a no. You're, you are Ooh. a child. Okay. So this is what I say. I welcome my inner child. I say, I love you. I see you. I feel your anxiety. I will never abandon you. And I'm in charge. I will make you feel safe because at seven, you did what was so smart. You made se- you made sense. I will I will be the chameleon, so both parents are happy. I'm happy. We're all safe. Great, happy family. But at thirty three, at forty, this is not your story anymore. You are not a seven year old anymore. Correct. We cannot be making decisions from a seven year old when you are thirty three or forty. We have so much more understanding now. We have so much more capacity to be with ourselves, okay? So I love you, my seven-year-old. That was so smart. But you need to trust me. I run the show now and I will keep you safe. And we are not doing this anymore. Do you understand me? We are not doing this anymore. You don't have to fear me that I will behave like a seven-year-old again. You are home with me, but you are not running the show because now I'm an adult, do you see? I see you. I love you. I feel your anxiety. You are part of, you will always be a part of me, but I am the one making decisions and I don't have to be chameleon anymore because listen to this. I don't have to be chameleon. Why? Why? I don't know. Why not? Because I, got, cause I got this. Because I choose to, <laughs> and it's maybe painful, but it's so painful to be constantly pretending and chameleon and ca- Fuck that shit. <laughs> Listen. 
fuck that shit. Okay. I'm sorry for my language, but you've we've been programmed to keep quiet and make others happy. Okay, at seven made sense. Not anymore. Yes, there is safety. Yes, but look It around is, you. Are yeah. you safe? You're safe. Right? We need to work with the nervous system. You need to understand that do whatever you need to do to, to feel safe in your body and with yourself and with the support system. No more compromising. No more compromising. Hold yourself to high no standard. No more doors. <laughs> high standard for yourself. Okay, hold on. I really want to, I mm -hmm. really, really want you guys to catch me when I say this. Um, some of you heard what Ludmila said and you thought to yourself like, well, I definitely don't let the seven-year-old me run the show. But let me tell you something. <laughs> and I'm not speaking for all of you, but please, please consider exploring this because I thought, and I've, I've expressed this recently that I'm on a journey where I'm noticing my patterns only last a certain time. So I can only hold my own weight for six months, maybe eight. And then like all my shit comes roaring up and it's like, no, no, you didn't finish those. We need to go back. And I did this um, work with, uh, she calls herself a spiritual intuitive. And I'm mm -hmm. only bringing this up because I thought I was there too. I was like, I've been in long-term relationships. I've, I've done the work, I've done the healing. And I was like, I, I, my seven-year-old is good. And then I did this exercise with her where she made me integrate with my seven-year-old self. And it, mm -hmm. oh my God, I was bawling my eyes out because she put me in this place where I had to literally get dressed as myself. I drove mm -hmm. to my old house. Mm -hmm. I walked into my house. I had to go get my, my five, mm -hmm. it was actually my five-year-old self. I had to go mm -hmm. get her. And it was crazy because you're just there in this trance. And she was immediately, she clung to me. Mm -hmm. She wanted me to protect her. Mm -hmm. And we went and had a conversation with my mother and we went and had a conversation with my father. But what's really crazy was she was like, get her, put her in your car. You know, like, what mm -hmm. does she say? And like, mm -hmm. I heard little me like, oh, this is a nice car. Like, mm -hmm. she was like, strap her in, bring mm -hmm. her home. I brought her to my house. She was like, put her in something fun. What mm -hmm. does she want to wear? Like I saw her put on this mm -hmm. like fun dress that she could twirl around in like jelly shoes. Mm -hmm. And I took her on the balcony. This is all in my mind in this hypnosis yeah. session. And I take her on the balcony and she's like, what is she? How does she feel? What is she doing? And she, I could tell she was so happy and so free. Mm -hmm. She was so different from where mm -hmm. she was at the house mm -hmm. to being here. Mm -hmm. I got to introduce her to my son. Mm -hmm. They, I literally cried mm -hmm. while they were introducing mm -hmm. themselves to each other. And then she made me take her on the balcony and say, you see what I did? Like, I know what you think. And I know you think at some point it's all going to be over or you're going to have to change who you are to keep it or, but I got this and you're safe. And mm -hmm. like, you get to like, I know you want to run the show, but like, I have you now. I've got mm -hmm. this. You're not going back home. You're not going mm -hmm. back to that house. You live here. You're mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. And I had to like integrate with her. And I'm telling you guys this because I thought my seven-year-old was okay in dating relationships and life too. And when I went to that place, it was incredible and, and jaw, just jarring to see how much of her still lived in me. But this is what I want to say. We have parts of ourselves. We have parts that are protective. We have parts that want to numb ourselves, right? Um, we have different parts of our psyche. Those parts are not going away, mm -hmm. okay? So when we say 
you can be more in a secure relationship with yourself and others. Yes, but it doesn't mean that your parts will never be triggered, that the part that is a perfectionist, that the part that wants to run a show, that the part that wants to numb, that they will never be triggered. They will be. They will come out. They are protective mechanisms. They keep us safe for a reason, okay? Don't expect that you will, you know, constantly feel secure all the time. But if those parts, if you can recognize them and see them, you know, showing up, mm -hmm. right, through you, just be curious, be loving. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why, why are you protecting me? What, what, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. Have the conversation with different parts of, of yourself. You know, look at the internal family systems. That's what it is. We have a, a part of us like the manager, the perfectionist, the planner, the pleaser. It's very managerial, doesn't want to deal with any feelings. Yeah, that part of us is very real. And then we have part of us that wants to numb, eat, drink, have sex with multiple people, not to address our, right? Just numb. It's like you take a hose and you hose the feelings that are coming up because you don't want to deal with them. That's what it is. <laughs> Give shit. me something. Give me something. Right? That's where the addiction comes from, right? Give me something. Is it porn? Whatever that is. Um, mm. And there is the exile part of us, right? The exile, the, the, the shame, the lonely, the, the inner child, right? And there is the self, the self that is, you know, we want to be self-led, the curious, the compassionate, the clear, calm, connected, curious, right? So all those parts make us us. We want to be able, we always have access to the self and be, you know, and we can be self-led, but doesn't mean that the parts that want to protect and want to numb and, you know, the inner child will never come up. They are coming up and they will be showing up. Don't make it a problem. Build a relationship with those parts of yourself. Understand why they show up. Understand how to talk to those parts of yourself instead of, you know, that's horrible. I will never attract this guy. My relationships will always be a mess. Like, no, it's okay. Those, those parts make us us. They're there for a reason. We are so, such a smart beings, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we went real deep, real fast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap with this because I but want some. Yes. Can I add something? Yes. Okay. Also for women, if you're a high achiever, Please don't commit to one guy from the get-go after two dates, okay? Because this is what happens. Um, we cut our options very fast, right? So that's what I tell my clients. No sex for at least two months. Not because you can't have sex. Go, go at it. But if you want to have a long-term relationship with a person that you really see for who they are, okay? The moment you become very intimate, what happens? It's like we have this thing come over us and we see this person through another perspective lens, yeah. lens correct yeah. because we women we want to connect yeah. we want to you be, know be my everything yeah be my everything. now perfect <laughs> so what i say you can be seeing different types of men like three or four right and go out for dinners you know meet with them learn them learn them it's not your boyfriend yet or whatever it's not your you know, they husband need to, to prove be. to themselves. They need to prove to you that they are worthy of your exclusivity. Correct. Not you. I'm exclusive with guy. I saw twice. Who are you? I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even know how you do conflict. Hold Listen. Did you see that TikTok the other day? That shit was so funny. But I was like, yo, she's right. The girl was like, she's like, I, she's like, I better yeah. not be your best friend for 15 years. And I'm at your Hell wedding. No. And she's like, and if I hear you yeah. at the altar say, um, I'm about to marry my <laughs> She best friend my, i'm about to marry the love of my life and my best friend she goes i'm gonna jump up and be like your best friend that bum you've known for a year you haven't even known him for 15 years 
And mm-hmm. I was in there thinking, like, wow, we really do make a man our everything immediately. Correct. Like when we've got much deeper relationships than that. Co- correct. We make them everything, put him on pedestal, and now we, you know, no, no. Be like I say, circular date mean no sex with any of these men, but you can date three or four. Not date, meet them. Put the learn camera on about me them. for a minute. Look, y'all. You, I don't know if you heard what she said, but what she actually said was, "We allowed to have a hot girl summer, and we can be in these streets." Y'all ready? Because I'm. A, if you see me outside, do not, do not. I don't want to hear it because Ludmila said I could date three to four men at a time. So if you see me pick, looking for the pick of the litter. I'm circular yes, dating because you know what I'm it not teaches? in these streets. I'm yeah. circular dating, <laughs> but you know what it teaches you? What? You pick up on red flags like yes! this, like this. Because I had a yes! client and she was seeing for no sex with any of them, no kissing, nothing. We, I'm getting to know you. Do I even feel safe with you for you to touch me? I don't know. Do I even do you even deserve to kiss me? I don't know. I'm getting to know you, you are getting to know me, vice versa, okay? So now I will go out with different men (laughs) and I will see what feels great. If we go to exclusivity, that's very different, okay? Yes. But this this is what happens, you- That needs to be clear too. Correct, because you maybe don't want to be exclusive yet. We're like four dates, I like this one the most. No, There's my man. No. (laughs) He's the one, I'm exclusive, I'm I'm done. (laughs) No, and you are not bringing that conversation as a high achieving woman. You are not leading into exclusivity. He's let him be the man, <laughs> um, right? So because this is what happens. If you do that in dating and then you get in a relationship and a marriage, guess what? If you've been leading, you will be leading this whole relationship. And then when you get kids or at some point you get so exhausted and you want to shift the energy into let me be the woman, you do more. And the guy is like, hello, what happened? <laughs> For 10 years, you've been this woman. Now you want me to shift? No, right? And the more you are in your masculine, the more feminine men you will attract, the men that want to be led and have no problem with your leading. So check yourself. Now we got to start the episode all over because this was what I wanted to hear. Hold on. (laughs) Bruh, did did y'all hear that? Did you hear what she said? If you end up leading the relationship in the beginning, you yep. will lead the entire relationship and yes. you will wake up at five, six, seven years or the yes. mother of two children yes. and be like, I'm freaking exhausted. I'm married, but I'm single. I'm I'm married, but I'm alone. I'm married, but I'm tired. And it's because you started the relationship that way. Correct, because that's how you lead. Because you stop entered leading. in your masculine. Yes, stop ah. that. <laughs> Lean back i'm just like this because i feel so hurt right now (laughs) (laughs) and i know people like this because you had a plan you look at the man and this is your plan i'm gonna marry him this is how it's gonna go this is what we are doing and you don't even realize when you're leading though this is a man that likes you a lot in the beginning likes you a lot and willing to do whatever but he's really not doing a lot he's pleasing you you also like you know it's like he will go like do this yeah it's fine yeah. but it's also a specific type of a man right like my husband would never go with this if i would be starting like right and i don't say i'm not a leader i'm a leader in different ways but in our relationship but he I, was, I want to lead out there and be soft with you correct but that's a shift right it's like we always laugh we have a joke with my husband because i was the one that reached out first but then I lean back and he always laughs. He's like, but I responded. And I, he, he organized all the dates. He organized, he reached out. I was receiving. I started, meaning I'm an invitation. I will smile. I will be soft. I will be playful. But he needs to be the one that will take you further. So if you are dating and some of the men are not doing it, then you learn, right? Not for me. 
Or if you want to be constantly in a driver's seat, good luck with that. As a driven, okay, in the oh, driver's seat. Exhausting. So this is, this is what I wanted to wrap with because I literally mm -hmm. was like, let's teach, let's be applicable and teach these women mm -hmm. how to lean in. But this is coming from a recovering still driven People. woman oh, in relationships too, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is this is the this is the real lesson mm -hmm. it's not that you you won't find men that do this it is leaning in or leaning back and allowing but it's then if they don't lean forward mm -hmm. you know what to do that you just learn that you know what to do that has been the hardest part because as a controller, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to use the word freak, as a control <laughs> freak or someone that knows what they want. Mm -hmm. Well, like, I like you. I know what I mm -hmm. want. I haven't heard from you for three mm -hmm. days. I'm just being facetious. Yes. But like, so can we go do something? And then you're not getting, you're not, you're not feeling like you're receiving anything. You have to go get it or chase for it or ask for it. And if you're not getting it, that's enough. That's the sign. That's enough. If someone is not, if you are, if you have engaged, you both feel like you like each other and you lean back and they're not doing anything. The lesson being that that's a lesson is a lot to be like, okay, now you know what you need to do. That's it. Like You need to do. Be busy with your own life and enjoy yourself and, and be in a receiving with other people and yourself. Date yourself. I always say date yourself. Correct? So you are not in this neediness of, oh, if he comes in my life, my life will be perfect. You be happy with yourself. Doesn't mean perfect. As I said, not every day is, you know, sunshine and all the things. Be happy with yourself, at peace with yourself, at peace with yourself. Date yourself, literally take yourself out, not only nails and everything. Like really, how am I feeling today? What do I need? How can I be in my creative space? What brings me joy? What lights me up? Dancing, music, whatever that is, right? Being out with, with my favorite people. Go on a trip by yourself. Don't wait for that man to complete you because you need to be complete before you meet him. And do not chase do not chase, do not chase, sit back, let the man come and the right man will come because the right man, the right man wants to pursue you. He wants to court you. He wants you to be an invitation. That's what he wants. That's, that's what the man wants. And we can talk about uh, men and women being equal. We are not the man in a heterosexual relationships, correct? We are not the man. We are confused. Stop being confused. Sit back, have fun with yourself, be playful. Stop trying to be the CEO of your relationship. Stop being. <laughs> I heard it. You yeah. heard it here first. That's what I heard. Stop trying to be the CEO of your relationships. In your marriage too, if you are married, because that's about dating. But when you get in a relationship, that's where sometimes women shift too, right? Now we are married. So let's see how that goes. The more time you spend together... Let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you your plan for your career, what you should be doing. This is what I think is best for you. Did he ask you? Yeah, that's how we become the mothers and the fixers. And you know what? That kills the intimacy. That kills the desire like that. I don't know if we actually uncovered anything. I just am really sad now. That's all. <laughs> just, I'm just depleted and deflated like, Okay, so I don't know how this is going to go moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> I will
will tell you, the more you, you, you meet men and you experience your, because it's meeting multiple men is not for the men. It's for you to learn. How do I feel around them? How comfortable I am expressing myself and having fun and being open. And when I see something I don't like, how comfortable I am saying this and expressing it in a feminine way, not aggressive way. There is a difference, right? And what I see with my clients is that even if it doesn't, you know, work out with the first guy that they decided to, let's say, okay, this one feels like the good match and something happens along the way. What they, yes, it's disappointing. Of course it is. But what they learn is like, okay, wow, that's disappointing. You know, that took some work. I've learned a lot. And now I know I would not agree to this. Yeah, something happened, and now it's a hard no. Worth three hard months no. ago, it, it would be still oh, all the excuses for him, and no, no more. He's still a good person, but it's a no. Correct. Yes, that's how you learn. It's a yes. progress. Like you know, be in the process. Be in the process. Don't hurry. It's gonna come. Be in the process. Be open. You know what's crazy, and and I, and we can wrap with this is like. I just kept hearing you say this phrase of like, "Don't go wide, go deep." Mm-hmm. And as I'm hearing you talk, it feels like it kind of spans across everything in our life from friendships. Like the minute you go wide in friendships and you start talking to other people about other people, that's when things get shitty. Like when really it's a calling to get deep with an individual person, same thing with relationships. When there's a calling for you to go deep, when there's a calling, some of y'all don't want to hear this. This is really for myself. You can mute this part if you'd like. When there's a calling for your life, feels like it's in chaos and you feel constantly betrayed betrayed, and and love is frozen and it's really a, a, a calling for you to go deep with God or whatever spirituality that you feel called to. And But instead we go wide. We go seeking it in all these other places, drinking and addiction and um, egotistical connection and all these things. And also dating is an opportunity for us to go deep with ourselves. It's all about going deep with yourself. Yes. And we, that's why I say you we are, are confused. Like, you can only go so deep with someone as as deep you can go with yourself. Right? So if I feel I'm avoidant in relationships because I have lack of trust because of something happened in my childhood or because of previous men, correct? If I am not facing this part of me that's avoidant, if I'm not facing and being present with that part that is so scared, right? And I will just like, move over, move over, more success here, right? Guess what? I will attract somebody who will be as uncomfortable with their level of intimacy with themselves as I am. So it's always about me because I'm an energetic being. We are energy. So the vibration is on on specific level, depending on how much I love all those parts of me that I'm ashamed of and I want to hide. And you know what? I'm fearful in relationships. If you can be so comfortable with that part and say it out loud, I'm so fearful, I'm so scared and I want to avoid and I can see how I'm trying to avoid, but I will choose to sit in discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of running and avoiding, Mm -hmm. right? Build that deep connection with yourself. That's what it's really about. The dating is not about the man, it's about you. How deep can you go with yourself? How true can you be to yourself? Be true with yourself. You don't like something, you say that, right? If you need to set a boundary, you do that. Mm. Go deep with yourself first, always. And the person will match that. Mm. So something that, and we something that I am learning, and some of you may well know this, this is just for me, is every time 
I catch myself triggered in a dating situation or um, wanting more or just like needing more, more validation mm-hmm. from the person mm-hmm. or more mm-hmm. desire or something. Mm-hmm. Not, I, I immediately, like you said, it's supposed, you're supposed to look at yourself first, but I immediately am just practicing going, okay, what are you seeking right now? Mm-hmm. Not from him, but for you. Mm-hmm. And what can you give yourself more of? Right now you're seeking someone to show you that they desire you because you are looking, you're looking for validation. You're looking mm-hmm. for love. You're looking for um, trusting yourself or yeah. whatever it is. And then how can I give myself more of this right now? Because the more I can fill my cup with this for myself, the more I don't necessarily need it from you. And ironically mm-hmm. and effortlessly, mm-hmm. I, I usually get it from Correct. the other person because I'm giving it to myself. Correct. So instead of not getting it at all, I almost get it twofold. I get it from myself mm-hmm. and then from the other person. Because you are not needy in this scenario. It's okay to have needs. I'm all for that. Like I needed, like I even told um, this morning, my husband, he was leaving and he was in a hurry. He gave me a kiss and I wanted a more juicier kiss. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I express myself, right? But it's not like I'm needy. If you leave me, I'm going to die here and, you know. But I would love that. So you can always do that. But it's a difference if it comes from completely, complete emptiness. Like I'm nothing without you, right? Mm-hmm. Or I know I'm myself and I still want that. It's very different. So yes, give to yourself always, always first. Even if it looks messy and even if it looks, you know... You think this is not good enough? It is. Just pay attention to yourself. Go all in with yourself first. And then the relationships will start shifting. And then you will attract people like that. And I will tell you, when I hear women say, oh, they're not enough good men. They're not enough this. Well, you are attracting this. If you believe they're not good enough and not enough good men there or all good men are taken, you will attract everything you don't want. I know plenty of great men. I know plenty of great marriages. But if I'm surrounded by people that would say marriage, marriage sucks and you know why would you even do that then yeah that's what I attract and that's what I choose man cheats correct that's such a nonsense honestly like women don't cheat women cheat too correct so but I choose who I surround myself with all my friends like I have a lot of friends with really good marriages with kids when people say kids will kill your marriage you have to be intentional intentional awareness intentional awareness and commitment over and over and over again there's so much more we could cover on this, but this was so good. Um, I want to wrap with mm-hmm. some applicable things from mm-hmm. you is when we, we is in me, mm-hmm. we is in you, <laughs> because I'm going to do this for all of us, is what are some ways that you've taught your your clients to lean in a little bit when dating and then lean back and receive? Because this this feels like something we may have to practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are some ways mm-hmm. that we can lean back and receive like applicable mm-hmm. well first of all i would start just um even with your friends when you are just around people or by yourself like even your body if you would sit back and just let your head go all the way and just like relax in a chair like relax your whole body because very often we as women and like go all the way all the way to the back like see how your shoulders are normally they're here because mm-hmm. we are constantly in you know this the body is ready to do things. Um, being being with yourself present. Like so, so, for example, I say, 
Go out even on your own and just smile at people. Be open. Be an invitation. Talk to a clerk at the store. Talk to a, another woman somewhere when you are running or walking. Like, look at someone and just smile. That's being an invitation. I'm open. Not immediately for sexual relationship, but I'm open to connection. I'm open to receiving, correct? To like, you look at me, I look at you, and then you talk to me, correct? How often, like I have women tell me all the time, I went for a walk and then I just looked at someone and I smiled and he started conversation with me, right? So it's a process of being open, not, not being constantly walking on a street and nobody talk to me right now. I'm, you know, I'm so <laughs> confident. Don't approach me. I used, this used to be me. And I, and then I was surprised where a man wouldn't approach me. Okay. I look confident. <laughs> right? Go out by yourself and sit by yourself, have a glass of wine or have a dinner and just look around. Don't be on your phone, be present. Look, I did that for your birthday. I was an hour early. What do you think? I sat at the bar by myself. I looked at the people that were working there. I smiled at the people that were enjoying their dinner. I looked at my glass and I just hold it. And I was, and I was just really paying attention to this one object for one minute, being present. How does this glass really feel like? How does the water feel like? How, what does it make me feel? Do you know? We don't know that. You How know does it feel? Wild? When you explain mm -hmm. that, that when anytime I do something like that, I mm -hmm. feel very in my feminine. Correct. Because you are present. When I'm present. like conversing mm -hmm. with strangers mm -hmm. or um, being present, mm -hmm. I feel very like soft and girly and mm -hmm. just like. Yes. Like a small girl within you. Yes. Like, let's play. I feel very playful and yes. creative and yes. just like. And happy and like mm -hmm. I, I get that feminine essence from myself. Correct. Because I'm not trying to control the situation. I'm just simply being. Yeah. And you are being interested too, right? Mm -hmm. So like deep listening, even with your friends, practice deep listening. We think we listen, but we listen for fixing. So listen without fixing. Really listen to hold space and see how that goes. I did it some at some point with my husband and we were on a date and I could see my brain go here. And I had to bring myself back and say, wow, okay. I could, I could notice if I go off, you know what I mean? Oh, I have so many ideas. Let me tell you, right? So literally practicing that being, pre that's why I say, if you are going out with multiple men, that's what you are practicing, listening, being open with your body. How does that feel? If you feel anxious and he's talking, how do you ground yourself in that moment? Noticing this anxiousness in yourself saying, feeling anxious in your brain and just drop in your body, right? So it's really practicing being in the process of being present, being curious, being playful. And what would you tell a driven woman, a driven woman when needs are unmet in dating? Like he said he was going to call me yes. when he got off of work and he didn't. He said yes. we were going to go out tonight. But and wait, I never are heard we exclusive or are we just like it's him and three other good guys? Point. That's a really good question. Him and three other guys. <laughs> Is she still outside? Um, <laughs> Um, correct. Because good point, right? Because listen, if I'm seeing you for two weeks and you don't reach out to me, I, okay. My life keeps going. I'm not reaching out. Why would I reach out to you if you're not reaching out to me? We just met three times. You want to pursue me? You better be on it. I'm the price. I am the price. Correct. Yes. Okay. Why would I be concerned with some guy that I met for three Three times we went to a dinner and now I'm like, why isn't he calling me? Okay, it means I'm focusing too much on him, not on myself and my process, okay? Ooh. Correct. Okay, if we are exclusive, okay, if you are exclusive and you and me and we are dating with an idea to have marriage or long-term, whatever that is for you, right? Everybody's different. For me, it was marriage. I'm not doing anything else. 
Um, and if he doesn't call, yes, I would say I'm a little bit, I feel, I feel a bit confused and disappointed. I thought, um, you know, I thought you will be calling or I thought there will be a phone call. And if he starts getting defensive, right? They're also different than you didn't call me. What's wrong with you? Very different. Okay. <laughs> that's very masculine, right? Yes. Like that's very, yeah. No, I, I was, you know, I, fe I feel disappointed. I, you know, I felt we will be seeing each other, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And then depending on his response, if he's dismissive, like, hell no, I'm not doing this, right? I'll be like, well, that sounds very dismissive. I understand that didn't feel like this for you. Like that's how do we do conflict, right? I felt, I, it still feels true to me correct mm -hmm. but i'm very clear on, on what i'm expecting meaning i have expectations that i'm the price i i create the space and i want to be treated a certain way right so mm -hmm. if i feel like you are not making an effort okay like billions of people on the planet <laughs> you know correct it doesn't like, matter no, what it doesn't me. matter what you say you make us feel like Okay, shit. I'm really, because I'm we really are, overdoing this for no reason. You, you are overdoing it because you get in the scarcity mindset. It's like Ooh. in business. Scarcity mindset. There are only seven men that I know that will be, hangs, you know. Hangs self with cord <laughs> like this. Wraps around neck yeah. like this. Yeah. Literally. Hold That's on. What I mean. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need, I need someone to hear what she just said. You know good and damn well based on manifestation or anything else that you attract into your life, anything that comes out of your mouth, you attract. Anything that you believe, you attract. We can say this in business over and over and over again that if you start to believe in scarcity, you start to believe in, not that inflation's not happening, yes. but you start to engulf yourself yes. and anxiously believe it to be true. We all know what will happen in business. We will start to see the effects of it almost immediately. You will attract the effects of it. Mm -hmm. But yet, we believe in scarcity and dating. Mm -hmm. Like, well, but I thought he was the one. He was the one. What happened? <laughs> I will tell you, it's so interesting because I had a conversation with a few of my clients and it shows up, right? There's because no we one put, else on this uh, yeah. earth with seven billion. Correct, correct. Nobody else. else. He was the one. <laughs> but what is interesting is um, I had this conversation with two of my women and it's so beautiful because it just shows the pattern, right? That we are so easily, you know, we, we want to give up so easily because, you know, we are so great at our businesses and careers. And I said, okay, so you went out with this guy, it didn't work out. And now you think it's so hard. It's going to take so much time and they're not good guys. And I will always track this and this. And I said, okay, you look at your business and your career and they're very successful. And I said, why didn't you quit? Like in the beginning, it was hard yeah. professionally to become this person professionally. It took years and years. And, shit, and you know what hard. the answer is? <laughs> well, I knew it's going to work out. I'm committed and I believe in myself and I know it's available. I just keep going. And I said, so why aren't you using this exact belief in your dating? Why, why are you this exact belief in your dating? Why aren't you using it? Silence. Silence, right? Because there's some disbelief that got, it's possible for me. I got a right? cramp. I got a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then we go God. into scarcity and then we start, you know, attaching ourselves to people that are, are not for us from the scarcity, right? Like in business, we've done that too. You you know, I, I took on some clients that maybe I, you know, shouldn't have, let's say in the beginning, or maybe that was not a good match. But in the beginning of a business, you might do things like this without awareness, correct mm -hmm. and the more confident you are the more you believe in yourself you make better choices it's the same in dating and marriage and life everywhere over, right across the board so I, yeah i know you guys thought that Lud Ludmila and i could not 
possibly find anything else to talk about, but literally we could, and we could go on for hours about this. But here's, here's what I hope you took from this episode is even though we are so driven, we're so incredibly driven y'all. Um, maybe you consider yourself a high achieving woman, whatever you consider yourself. Um, and I've heard my friends and myself um, amongst those conversations and I'm really sorry to put us on blast, but I've heard the things like, does he not know who I am? Like, (laughs) does he, um, you know, does he like, look at me and look at her. Like I've heard the things that are said in these conversations. Um, just where women are like wondering why they feel so inadequate when they find someone they really want. And I hope in this conversation, what you really heard is, is even though you've been wildly successful in business or whatever you're building, there's still a really huge opportunity for us to look in the mirror and ourselves in dating because that's completely different work, completely different work. Mm-hmm. Like, and you said at the beginning of this episode, and I hope you guys heard it loud I really hope you heard this part because I had to eat this part. Just because you are successful does not mean a man needs to give a shit. They do not care. <laughs> they do not care. Like we want our resume and our business success to speak so loudly for us and make us stand out and be unique. And in reality, like, yes, it does in certain situations, but it does not when it comes to dating because you drag that masculine energy over to dating and now you're not. That makes us a little less attractive, y'all. <laughs> I just got to say it. It just it makes, makes us a attra- little annoying. <laughs> it makes you attractive to the more feminine men that want to be led by strong energy, but it doesn't make you. And then you're, you know, le- and then you're leading the relationship and, you're leading and, the, the, relationship. and the motherhood 10 years yeah. later. Hell no. Hell no. Yeah. It's ste- step out of it. Step out of it. So, Yes, you need to lean in into more being, being yourself, like the girl in you, the girl that knows how to play and be playful and dance and don't give a, you know, just being, being, you know, when we were kids and we were on the playground and you did, you know, all the things, right? You I can, love that it was like yeah, hair back. That yeah. was the face she gave me. Like. Yeah, I know. And, you know, and the boy side of you, the protector, right? That's mm-hmm. the boy side of you that is like, no, that's a no. And you need to be careful and you need to be protected and you need to be in charge. And very often we think when we are in control, nothing will hurt us but we are hurting ourselves by being constantly in control i just i'm looking at someone behind the camera did you hear relinquishing control did you hear that (laughs) we've been talking about that at length in business relationship Mm -hmm. spirituality Mm -hmm. the true surrender and relinquishing control of all the things because we swear we need to be in control of everything for it to work yes but control comes with like really trusting yourself like really trusting no matter what you will do if we are friends or in a relationship whatever you will do the only thing i need to know i will try i trust myself enough to know i can handle whatever will come my way i don't say it's going to be pretty but i can handle it does that make sense yes if you break my heart if you don't show up like i trust myself no matter how painful it is i i will persevere through that right? Not going to be pretty, but I can do that from, I can support myself for that. If I know that, then what do I need control for? You know, I just got over two really big fears. If you've been listening to this show for a while, um, everybody that knows me well knows I have severe anxiety in two places, only two places. (laughs) Uh, It's on a plane and in 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 a front passenger seat. 
um, severe, like used to be really bad. So interesting. And I would have to do all these exercises mm-hmm. and tools mm-hmm. and all these things. Mm-hmm. And as of early this year, it's really mm-hmm. crazy. I got over both. And I didn't do mm-hmm. anything differently mm-hmm. other than relinquish control mm-hmm. and just say, do you trust this person mm-hmm. that is in control of this car or this mm-hmm. plane? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you trust that this person is skilled and then, and it's actually funny. One of the prayers I would always say before getting in the car, getting on a plane was God, I pray that you, you move this person in the skill set that you have given them to take care of this thing mm-hmm. and, and, and allow me to sit and trust. And it literally was, I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I would bring coloring books on a plane. I would do all the things on a plane. And then like in the car, I'm like, the seatbelt is not tight enough and, and you're going too fast. And there's just all these things. And now it is literally, it was the simplicity of saying, I trust this person that's in control because mm-hmm. it's not me. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not you, but also you trust them because you are aware around them and who they are because you are around about yourself around them. Does that make sense? what say that again so you trust them correct because the trust it's it's very tricky thing if we were not taught how to trust our caregivers or ourselves at a young age we can be very confused with trusting right and this gut feeling and that's why we dismiss it so often right yes correct because we were told don't listen to that right don't listen disconnect so when when this trust feeling or the gut feeling shows up and we're like we know this is not for us or this is for us and we dismiss it because we are so unaware and disconnected from ourselves, the more you can connect to yourself, right? And the more you can trust yourself, then the feeling of trust within with that person will be so much more transparent for you and real. Mm-hmm. And you will mm-hmm. see the red flag so much faster because yes. now I'm like, oh, this is what it is. And because I'm aware of myself, I know this is right, this is wrong. Yes. So that's why I can trust the other person because I know I'm clear around myself, but also them. Yes. Yes. Okay. So imagine taking that back to the same place that we have been for an hour and a half, which is radical <laughs> self-responsibility. I'll be damned. I'll <laughs> so be damned. always comes back to the so same. So because you trust yourself, yeah. you're able to trust other people. Because you are dating and you are triggered and you're able to look within, now you can see that this is more about what you need to give yourself versus what you are or, craving from someone else. Or express. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I feel like we've done this episode three times in three different ways. And it literally is just the mirror back to thyself. So, Ludmila, thank you again, our (laughs) Stranded Face resident expert, for now covering dating and the reflection um, that we all need to have on ourselves and the opportunity. We're going to label it an opportunity. The opportunity in dating and circular dating. I'm coining, Mm -hmm. I am coining that term as you have permission to go outside. Um, (laughs) And circular dating as an opportunity to really learn ourselves fully, not in business, not as a CEO, not in mm-hmm. our masculine, not in our our con- our need for control, but in love. Mm-hmm. In our, I'm not going to use the word dire, <laughs> in our desire mm-hmm. to feel and receive love and connection, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So claim it that you desire it. Just claim it. I desire it. It's for me. It's always been meant for me. I, and desire, I desire love and connection. Yeah. Don't be trying to hook me up with nobody, but y'all hear what I said. I, I desire love and connection. So thank you, Ludmiwa, for giving us that invitation, that opening. Thank mm-hmm. you for having this conversation with us. And uh, thank you for always being there for us. You're like a, you're like that aunt that we all need. <laughs> 
Thank you for having me. It's Thank always you. so much fun. I enjoy our conversations. 